I like quiet people. I like the folks that you kind of have to peel back in layers, the ones that you have to sort of wait them out or ask a good question that unlocks the right conversation. In many cases, quiet people are worth some extra effort. I think there's a great argument for more quiet in many of our entrepreneurial circles. More listening, more waiting, a little bit more of a pause. In today's episode, this is a little bit of a celebration of quiet people. And I make the case for how more quiet could be helpful potentially to you in your business and in your life. This podcast was also recorded on video. So if you would like to watch, uh, YouTube is the place. Like, subscribe, all those things. I'm enjoying YouTube because it is a little bit more interactive than a podcast episode. So it's a great spot for you to leave comments or questions. Let me know what you'd like me to talk more about or less about. Sometimes the comments are a little scary, I'll admit, but I think it's also a really lovely platform for a bit more open discussion than podcasting allows. So please head over there. Another way that you can get some of the content that I'm working on is by signing up for the Zen Founder newsletter. It comes out twice a month. It's short and sweet and designed to be helpful. Well, it's not always sweet. Sometimes it's a little spicy, but in any event, designed to be helpful. It's also a great way to keep up with any events that I'm doing or more information about the coaching services that I and my colleagues offer. Did you know Zen Founder isn't just me? Uh, I have a couple of other folks that offer consulting services through Zen Founder, a relationship expert named Brooke Bergman-Parr, and a couple other folks that I tap on when someone's needs are better suited to someone who has expertise that's different than or greater than mine. Give us a holler if we can be helpful. And if I'm not the right person, I will try to find the right person for you. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means. Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. The world is so loud with so much news and so much noise. It can feel almost impossible to have your voice be heard above all of the noise, all of the sound that really permeates our lives. One of the tragedies of so much sound is that we have lost this beautiful art of being comfortable with silence. And it affects all of our interactions, our conversations in meetings, in sales cycles. Loudness is perceived as powerful. Opinions are broadcast at high volumes, but there is a strong case for quiet, especially at work and especially for our most challenging leadership moments. I think there's this misperception that leaders or entrepreneurs assume that silence is taken for indifference or a lack of confidence. So I thought it would be helpful to unpack the benefits of 
bringing more quiet into your life and into your communication style. One misperception that is important to identify is that quiet people are not always introverts. Introverts are having a moment with advocates like Susan Cain and her amazing TED Talk. She is identifying introversion as a superpower, making the case that observers can better assess problems and digest information when there is more quiet in the conversation. So introversion and extroversion, you probably know, are personality types that are fairly stable throughout the course of our lives. Introverts focus more on silent contemplation. They really need that quiet alone space in order to recharge. They need to kind of be with their own thoughts before they can make decisions. The conversation about introversion and extroversion is actually a little bit more about how people recharge, how they get energy. Introverts get energy from the world inside their own minds, and the uh, noise of others is sort of distracting. It depletes them, whereas extroverts get energy from being around others. That's how they fuel themselves. Although introverts tend to be more quiet, they're on the silent side, that's a little bit different than your capacity to use silence in your leadership. You don't have to be an introvert for silence to be a superpower. Staying quiet may be a strategy or a tactic that you decide to apply when it best serves you, not something that you need to do as a human in order to show up as your best self. A second thing that's important to notice about silence is that silence is not the absence of thought. During meetings that call for collective brainstorming, group projects, ooh, it's easy to assume that quiet people are taking up space, that they're not contributing or doing anything. The myth that links silence to ineptness is shifting as awareness grows around power dynamics, diversity and inclusion, and psychological safety. So when barriers prevent people from speaking, they must be addressed. Additionally, though, quiet people may just need more time. They may be internal processors. They may take the time to observe and ponder and consider before speaking. But when they do speak, their ideas are often well thought and juicy and have a lot to contribute to the conversation and move the problem or question forward. We work with information according to our communication and learning styles. So external processors speak through ideas as they come to mind. Thinking out loud helps them take in details and make decisions. But internal processors, your quiet type, if you well. They need to sit with all of the data and information before forming their thoughts, before saying anything. Processing styles can also be context dependent, so consider which style works best for you in any given scenario. You might want to take more time to digest complicated problems brought to you by direct reports, for instance, or prefer vocal or collaborative communication during strategy sessions with your leadership team or with peers. A third thing that's important to know about quiet people is that you can be the strong silent type. The quiet tactic is most helpful when your thoughts are emotionally nuanced. If you disagree with a colleague's strategy decision, taking more time to percolate before briefing your team is a good idea. Compose yourself. Take a moment inside so that you can appear outwardly positive when you discuss the changes. Stay quiet at times when negotiations only happen once, like key hiring decisions. Verbal offers are often tempting when you get along with the interviewee. You want to make it shorthand. You want to make it feel easy. But it's often wise to wait until they've left the review to see the process through. Quiet is also helpful when something upsets you, like a pitch that didn't land as you expected, or rejected requests for a budget increase. 
Remember the old idiom. It is better to remain silent and thought of fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Silence allows for you to regroup before agreeing to anything prematurely. Finally, it's okay to stay quiet with your team. As a psychologist, I can vouch for this tactic. Often used in quiet psychoanalytic therapy, people often fill in uncomfortable silence and whatever follows the pause is pretty important. So when leaders wait to speak or react, people on their teams tend to say what they're really thinking or add context to an earlier point or clarify something that they've been replaying in their minds. Giving the space for a pause sometimes allows or gives permission for people to say the things that they've been holding, the things that they've been mulling over. Silence is also a part of a sales process. When you leave space after pitching, you get the customer's perspective, reaction, and oftentimes more information about what they really need. This becomes data that you can leverage to close a sale or to better serve your customer. In a time where there's a lot of pressure on leaders and entrepreneurs to be here and there and everywhere, to have a personal brand and be on all social media channels and have their opinions be edgy enough to take up space and garner attention and be the subject of, you know, Twitter threads. The ability to dial in and to be quiet, to listen, to wait, to be internal in your own ability to regulate yourself, your emotional world, and your ability to think through what you really believe and what you think. That slowing down, pushing the pause, staying quiet until your words and thoughts are really well curated. That can be a superpower. And it stands in stark contrast to the pressure around us. So I find it to be really helpful for our mental health when we value quiet enough to practice it, to let it be important. As a leader, think about quiet in relation to your own work habits. Which scenarios call for listening more than talking? Let me know in the comments. Thanks for subscribing and feel free to check out zenfounder.com for more of the resources that my team and I have created to make your life easier as an entrepreneur. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.